Welcome to Priority Message Series 1. This podcast is brought to you by the Fire and Rescue Services Association, a trade union within the Fire and Rescue Service that is independent and member-led. You can find out more about FRSA by visiting frsa.org.uk. Hello and welcome to this special two-part edition of the FRSA podcast, Priority Message. You will no doubt be aware that later this year, there will be a second options exercise in which eligible retained firefighters will have the opportunity to join or extend their membership of the new firefighters pension scheme as special members. This podcast, which will also be available on our YouTube channel, will provide the mechanics of the second options exercise, including the eligibility criteria needed to be able to take advantage of this beneficial opportunity. This first part of the podcast deals with the journey as to how the first options exercise was created, and I felt it was important to dispel some long-standing myths and misunderstandings as to the origins of how retained firefighters were deemed to be part-time workers in the eyes of the law. For years, the FPU have claimed all the credit for this mammoth legal win, but the truth is much more complicated than they would have you believe. Much of the information of this part of the podcast is taken from the contents of employer and NJC circulars, which we obtained during proceedings. The reason for this is that we can evidence that the information contained in this podcast is factual. Unfortunately, the NJC restrict access to these circulars and do not make them available to firefighters, which we believe they should be, providing transparency and accountability to the UK firefighters it claims to represent. One of the many reasons why we believe the NJC needs urgent reform, but more of that later. Firstly, let's go back to the year 2000 and specifically the 1st of July when the part-time workers' prevention of less favourable treatment regulations come into effect. The Retained Firefighters Union, the RFU as we were then known, had the foresight to be aware of this incoming EU legislation and the view that retained firefighters should be viewed under the eyes of the law as part-time workers. Before that, in early 2000, and in collaboration with our legal partners, House Percival, we began to provide our members with generic employment tribunal applications, claiming rights to equal treatment as part-time workers with their whole-time colleagues. These rights included sick pay, additional responsibilities allowance, spoilt meal allowance, recall to duty pay, special leave, equality of the hourly rate and access to the fireman's pension scheme, as it was then called. Our members completed these forms and returned them to RFU headquarters in preparation for the date of the 1st of July 2000, when the legislation would come into force. The national employees become aware of our intentions and sought their own legal advice, which differed from our view, as stated in Employment Circular EMP-6-00. In September of 2000, the RFU wrote to all fire authorities, highlighting the part-time workers' legislation and that the local employers could be in breach of this legislation by not providing retained firefighters with comparable rights as their whole-time colleagues. 
Two months later, the FBU received their own legal advice on the question of whether retained firefighters could rely on the regulations to argue for equal treatment, and it agreed with ours. In December 2000, both sides of the NJC agreed to cooperate in ensuring that a jointly agreed employment tribunal test case was brought as speedily as possible to resolve the issue of conflicting legal opinions. The Joint Secretaries of the NJC wrote to the President of Tribunals in England and Wales, proposing a strategy which would result in a hearing as soon as possible. By May 2001, the RFU cases remained stayed, i.e. they were awaiting legal judgment. That was pending the outcome of the President's Directions hearing. Employers' legal representatives asked the President not to create two separate strands of litigation, one involving the FBU and the other involving the RFU, asking that only one set of cases goes forward, hence minimising costs and ensuring that one decision was reached. Our view at the time was that this was fair and reasonable in terms of public cost, but most importantly, avoiding two different decisions on the same question. However, we were then put into the hands of another union, being competent to progress the test case appropriately, a concern that ended up being valid when we cover how the case was progressed. In the summer of 2001, a directions hearing was held before Judge Profit, the President of Employment Tribunals. The hearing was attended by all representatives, including the RFU, Judge Profit decided to transfer the test cases to the London South Employment Tribunals region. This was a significant development, as it meant that the test cases were going to have to be drawn from fire and rescue services in the southeast of England, limiting the number of fire service choices available. In October of 2001, the FBU chose to use test cases from Kent and Berkshire, which in our view... Choosing Berkshire was a huge error on part of the FBU due to the manner in which that particular fire service utilised their retained firefighters in comparison with their whole-time colleagues. Forward now on to July 2002, when the test cases were finally heard by the courts. The FBU lose their case as the tribunal finds in favour of the employer's argument that retained firefighters were employed under different types of contract within the meaning of the regulations compared to whole-time firefighters, and therefore the claims were dismissed. Looking back now, it seems incomprehensible that the tribunal found in favour of the employers, and we again question the choice of fire service for these test cases. Moving on, two months later, in September, the FBU appeal the decision. And it's at the same time that the national pay dispute gains traction, with the NJC being unable to agree a national pay deal for firefighters. The FBU were demanding an increase of 39%. It would be in approximately 12 months' time that they'd actually agree a rise of 16%, but over three years. Also within the same month of September... The government invited Professor Sir George Bain, together with Professor Sir Michael Lyons and Sir Tony Young, to consider the future organisation of the Fire and Rescue Service. The outcome of this review was the publication of the Bain Report three months later, 
in December 2002, a report that the FBU chose to take no part in, preferring to focus on preparing for national strike action. The RFU did take part in the review and lobbied for the right for retained firefighters to have access to the fireman's pension scheme and for equal pay. Within their submission to the Bain Review, the national employers even conceded that retained firefighters should be paid in line with their whole-time colleagues with the implementation of the Integrated Personal Development System, also referred to as IPDS. Subsequently, the Bain Report made a number of recommendations, including retained firefighters having access to a pension scheme and for equal pay. This was a major coup for the RFU that is conveniently erased from history, as it doesn't support the narrative that strike action is the only way to improve terms and conditions for firefighters, or that the FBU is the only union that represents UK firefighters. Back to the timeline, and due to the slow pace in which the legal process moves, it's not until June 2003 that the Employment Tribunal appeal takes place. The FBU loses its appeal, and again we question the way the case has been put together by the FBU and the choice of test cases used. In November 2003, the pay dispute is drawing to a close, and the FBU ballot its members and agree to the employer's offer. Turnout is just 56.4%, with 74.5% voting to accept. That's the equivalent of 42% of the FBU membership accepting the employer's offer. Part of the deal is that retained firefighters receive equal pay compared to their whole-time colleagues. However, in truth, the employers had already agreed equal pay for retained firefighters as part of the Bain Review 11 months earlier. The next milestone is the Court of Appeal in July 2004, which dismissed the FBU case. The court also refused the FBU's request for leave to appeal to the House of Lords. Fortunately, however, leave can still be sought from the House of Lords itself, which the FBU did in January 2005 and the House of Lords grant the FBU leave of appeal to the Court of Appeal decision. It would be a year before the House of Lords was set to preside over the case in March 2006. The outcome was a majority decision 3-2 to two, which found in favour of retained firefighters on the first point as to whether whole time and retained firefighters were employed under different types of employment contracts. However, rather than make a ruling on the second issue over whether they carried out the same or broadly similar work, the House of Lords decided that the claim should be returned to the original employment tribunal to further consider the issues based on guidance given by the House of Lords. But before this was achieved, the Firefighters' Pension Scheme 2006 came into effect on the 6th of April 2006, allowing for the first time retained firefighters to become members of the Firefighters' Pension Scheme. This access was connected to the Bain Review from 2002 and not the House of Lords ruling. In March 2007, the London South Employment Tribunal met to reconsider its decision. 
However, they decided they needed more time, and a further five-day hearing took place in November 2007, the result of which was that they needed to meet again in January 2008, which they duly did, then deciding that they needed to reserve its decision, saying that it would either give its decision or an update on progress by that Easter. Finally, almost eight years from the first tribunal application submitted by the RFU, in March 2008, the tribunal declared its findings and found in favour of retained firefighters. Due to the legal process, it would take another six years before the first options exercise took place, in which eligible retained firefighters had the opportunity to join the new firefighters' pension scheme as special members with enhanced benefits and the ability to purchase historical pension service. While it is no doubt true that the FBU progressed the test cases and failed to win their legal argument at every juncture until the House of Lords, it is also true that the RFU was the first union to raise the legal argument and commence the legal process. It is also true that the RFU successfully lobbied members of the Bain Review in 2002, which resulted in recommendations that were taken forward by the then Labour government to progress equal pay and pensions access for retained firefighters. I hope you found this part of the podcast informative and factual. In part two, I will discuss how the second options exercise came into being, and most importantly, who is eligible to join, and the benefits of being an FRSA member to ensure you have the opportunity to access what is rightfully yours. See you in part two. If you enjoyed this episode of Priority Message, why not subscribe to the podcast and recommend to your colleagues? We hope you will be joining us again soon.